Hello world, welcome to another week of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz about to get amongst it. Sleaze, we got a young fella winning on the PJ Tour for his the third time in his career. Siwoo Kim is your champ at the American Express. Siwoo shaking that ass shaking all that over ass. PGA West out there. Man, what a what a performance we had. Fina, Homa, Siwoo, all in the mix at the end. He had to, he had to uh, fend off a little 61 from Patrick Cantlay. He had it going after making the cut on the number. Ended up uh, finishing one short out of the playoff. But good show by Siwoo. Selfishly, uh, you probably feel the same way. I was hoping that uh, Max or Tony would get that second win on the PGA Tour. Well, it'd be a, it would be a win for Golf Subpar. Absolutely. It would be a win for us, and it would be a win for them. And I know more than anything, Tony's trying to get that monkey off his back, asking when he's going to win again. Uh, but sometimes you get beat, and see, we went out there 64 in the final round. Like I said, had looked up, been you know playing a great round of golf. Looks up, can't like keeps birdieing every single hole. It felt like, and he had to go down and birdie two of the last three to do it. Hell of a, hell of a show. Only 25 years old too. Feels like he's been out there for ages. He has been. Yeah, <laughs> I mean weird. he's been out there seven years. But like you said, 23 under par. Once again, a crazy score to win a tournament. And you know, I'm I said this on our SiriusXM show. I'm so tired of all these people complaining about the golf ball needing to be rolled back, the equipment needing to be rolled back. I watched that golf tournament on Sunday, and I've played this golf course many a times. I know you've been there a few times as well. These guys have zero concern for the rough around this golf course at PGA West Stadium course. Okay, You want to make this place tough? Penalize guys for hitting it offline. I saw Patrick Cantlay try to cover the bunker on 10, just blow it up in the rough because he didn't care. They didn't have an angle. Number 14 is normally a position hole where you lay back and you have a wedge into a small green guarded by a ridiculously deep bunker on the left down there these guys i've never seen these people do this they just send it over the bunker on the right it runs down down slope sometimes it's in the overseed sometimes it's in the dormant bermuda rough there's in the rough and they got 60 70 yards and they throw it up on the green like it's unbelievable to me how little driving accuracy matters now on the pga tour and then furthermore you go to number 17 alcatraz yeah supposed to be one of the hardest clothing closing holes on the pga tour island green what do they do? They move the tee up to 146 yards. Yeah, pitching wedge for most of those guys. I mean, I've been I'm used to playing that 175 box. That's yeah. a tough shot. You get any kind of wind going on that thing becomes a serious serious pucker on that hole. I did not like for the final round moving up there, especially the way the scoring was going. Yeah. I was like, are they not making enough birdies? Do you want to just give them a wedge here on a par 3 with I mean, no wind? Imagine um, being Siwoo, who I mean, young kid, but he's won a couple times, but he's he's going for his third win. He's he's currently tied for the lead. Yeah. Walks up to 17, probably doesn't know because he hasn't seen the tee yet, walks up and he probably is like, oh my God, 146 yards? 30 yards up. I mean, that's got a I mean, big sigh of relief being like, okay, I, I can hit a wedge or a nine iron on that green, no problem. You could even see the sigh of relief after he hit it from 145 or whatever it was. He gave his club to Vranish and, and there was like a big exhale. I was like, imagine that being 30 yards back and you got three more clubs arguably coming into that thing. I just think, I mean, the scoring's outrageous. You said it, if, if there's no rough, like there is it at PJ West. And, and it's a little different because it's yeah. a resort golf course, right? You're not, it's, it's typically, you know, every other week of the year, residents and guests are showing up and playing that thing. But the overseeded rye is not rough. I mean, it's, there's nothing easier. It's almost like a tee for your ball. And even that dormant Bermuda isn't all that bad. But, I mean, you, you have rough like that, these guys are going to send it all over the place. We've been saying it for a long time. Forget the ball, forget the equipment, forget everything. Grow some rough up, firm up the greens, and these scores are going to come way, way up. Well, in my mind, it's a lot cheaper and a lot easier to change the setup than it is the equipment. And you're not going to have lawsuits from <laughs> yeah. ball manufacturers, club manufacturers, all that. But, I mean, you could just see when the weather showed up the way it was, it's like, well, get ready. Because yeah. you could zero wind, dome conditions out there for these guys, no rough. I mean, yeah. there you go, 23 under, 61 final round, 64. Matthew Thompson's at 66 with a triple. 
Michael Thompson. I'm sorry, Michael Thompson shot 66 with a triple on 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he had it going crazy, too. They're just going to eat it up, man. I mean, Max almost tied for the lead going into Sunday, and he made a double and a triple that week. I mean, he could have been running away with that golf tournament and obviously had a bad Sunday. But hats off to Siwoo Kim. Awesome, awesome victory. But I want to tip my cap, Sleaze, to the European Tour. I don't know if you've seen it. This video they came out, angry golfers, little anger management class for six of the, six of the golfers. They had Eddie Pepperell, Tommy Fleetwood, Terrell Hatton, Ian Poulter, Henrik Stenson, and the host was uh, Tommy Fleetwood. But it was awesome. They do so many great things with their social media over there. I, I I love it. Yeah, they're setting like they're they're putting us to shame over here. Whatever it is, whoever's setting that up, if they just grab their funniest guys and say, "You guys come up with a with a format or, or a show you want to do, and we'll do it," or if they already have it pre-written and they just handpick the guys, whatever it is, it's working. I think the PJ Tour could learn a lot from the European Tour. They have some great characters over there, mm-hmm. but they get to show it off and things like that. We got some over here as well too that would be a ten yeah, in that we thing, hide but it. we don't do it. That's why we try to bring them in here, and let them get let amongst them go. it show their personality a little bit, but man, I just, I, I love what the European tour is doing. I, I wish the PGA tour would branch out and let this go a little bit. It, you know, it, we don't have to be so buttoned up. It's an, it's a show. It's supposed to be entertaining. When you're feeling glum, put up a thumb or something pop like that. Yeah. Pop up your thumb yeah. or whatever. And I, you know, just the whole anger, the U S could, could definitely yeah. create a little rivalry with that yeah. if they wanted. It's very entertaining. And speaking of entertaining our guest this week, the one, the only half man, half amazing, Andres Gonzalez is in the house. Dude, been looking forward to this one yeah. for a while. We were going to have him a few weeks ago when he was in town, but like you weren't, be, you weren't going to be able to get in the studio. We're like, this needs to be in yes. person. There's too many good stories. We waited on this one for a little bit, and I mean, we got some run- we got some stories in the running for story of the year, I think, at the end of the year from this one. This is was, this was the closest I think we've seen to Kami in terms of storytelling. I was going to say, it's not quite Kami, funny level, but damn it, it's right below it's it. It's real damn close. It is close. number two yeah. in golf subpar history. And I don't even want to spoil it. Let's just get right to it. Here's Andres Gonzalez on golf subpar. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all we have today is just one of the greatest human beings ever walked the face of planet Earth. He is PGA Tour veteran, Corn Ferry Tour veteran, half man, half amazing, Andres Gonzalez. Welcome, Welcome. to the program. Thanks, boys. I'm welcome. I'm a little nervous. Pretty excited. <laughs> well, let's get to it. We sit because Andres Gonzalez, you, you get your card at Q School back in 2010, was it? Yep. And you had a very interesting interview afterwards about the pronunciation of your last name. Can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, the last name is pretty basic, Gonzalez, mm-hmm. uh, with an S. Uh, but I was asked how to pronounce it. And as a kid, my parents always called me Andre, but Andre is a French spelling of Andre. So my dad decided to name me Andres so that it matched my last name. And when I was asked how to pronounce my name, usually for all my friends, you guys call me Dre. And to men, I introduced myself as Andre, but to women, Andres. <laughs> yeah. Sex it up a bit. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I have that S on there. You might as well use it. I feel like to this day, even you're like, we all call you Dre, but people that know you, one will say Andres, and the next one will say Andre. Like, still, no one even really knows it's, which one it's to use. It's still very. I, I accept both, and I still introduce myself as Andres in more formal settings. But it's always been Andre. That probably didn't happen until I was a professional golfer at 23. Is when I started throwing on the S because it sounded kind of groovy. Really big in Mexico and South America too. Super famous. They love you down there. Yeah, I remember we were playing the yeah. Corn Ferry event in Colombia, and they were like all ch- chanting for you as you came on the tee. Like you were a local. Man, I think that I get that a lot. Uh, 
you know, as a little stereotype, a lot of a lot of greenskeepers around the south and people that maintain golf courses. I'm a local favorite. How much Spanish you know? About not a, enough to order some food. Yeah, <laughs> you got interviewed at my. Didn't you like we had the first round leader right up there in Mayacoba one year, and they came in and started asking you questions in the press room in Spanish, and you're like, "That was my rookie boys? year. I was leading after the first round, and I'm amped. I get invited into the media center. I get ready to have my my one-on-one interviews with the media, and it's standing room only. And when they started opening, <laughs> I'm a big deal. They, yeah. They, yeah, I thought I thought I was a big deal. Andres Gonzalez, yeah, I'm a local hero here from Washington State. <laughs> yeah. And when they started asking questions, it was all in Spanish, and I immediately stopped and said, "I'm going to need a translator." And at that moment, ninety percent of the room stood up and walked out the back door. <laughs> that is awesome. You could sit in the front row if you wanted to. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's so good. I forgot that was your rookie. Well, before we dig into your whole life with a fine tooth comb, tell us about this booze we got lined up here because we're drinking some special stuff today. Yeah, uh, right now I'm drinking vodka. I think you are too. Uh, I'm a part owner in a distillery up in Washington called Pursuit Distilling Company, and. I thought I'd bring you guys some gifts down. We actually have a meeting at the end of this week tomorrow with a distributor here in Arizona trying to get it into your state. But Ooh, nice. Uh, as of as of now, we're just in Washington and Oregon. You're able to order on our e-commerce at PursuitDistilling.com. And good plug. Thank you. you but yeah, well, I just very, I, I just thought I'd bring some entertainment for you guys. It's very good. And we appreciate it. First off, you're enough entertainment, but this makes it even better. Well, duh. But thank you so yeah. much. But let's we, let's go back a ways because I think a lot of people don't know about the neck injury that you suffered when you were 11 years old, which ultimately led you to the game of golf. Can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, man, you guys do do. Uh, so I broke my neck when I was 11 years old. And it was right before I was going into middle school. I was planning on playing football the next year. I've always been a pretty big guy. I'm incredibly fast for for my size. <laughs> I can attest. So to that. I I thought I was gonna run some people over once I got to middle school, but I broke my neck uh, the end of that summer. How? Uh, I jumped out of a boat into shallow water onto my feet, and when I landed, I thought it was about six feet deep. So I mean, I was probably five feet tall at the time. I thought I was gonna submerge and bounce back up, but when I hit the ground, it was way sooner than I thought. My knees were locked and everything compressed, so it was a oh. compression fracture on my C4 vertebrae. Uh, the hardest part, like it didn't hurt as much as I would have thought that it would for a broken neck. I walked around for about three days. You know, my I was with family friends and just the way I was raised with my dad, if nothing's broken and nothing's sticking out and you're not bleeding, rub some dirt on it and get out there. Like, All right, so I'm going on boat rides. I'm just, like, just taking it. And finally, uh, the people I was with were like, we need to take you to the hospital. And they did it. And they're like, yeah, you cracked your uh, vertebrae in three spots. Hey, and Dad, how tough am I? I'm right. Running around with a broken yeah, neck. I'm, I'm running around, Dad. Yeah. That was kind of the first time I ever saw my dad cry, though. When I, when I was in the hospital, uh, I had a full halo, so I still have screw marks from in my head and in the back. But football wasn't really an option after that otherwise i'd probably be in the league uh goes without saying no fact but i i picked up golf and loved it was was golf even on the radar at the time or you just i I had i had golf clubs but i was i didn't really play for the two years prior than that i was the kid i started probably when i was eight but i was the kid that threw tantrums on the course and was crying half the time my ball was in my pocket and 
Not that that's that much different than so today. I play now. <laughs> right. Whatever. You're the happiest man on the golf course I'm trying I've to ever be. seen. Yeah, we'll I'm get trying to, to be. that part. But, you know, you grew up in Washington State, and which is not really a hotbed for golfers, you would think. But out of one golf course, you've got you, the Putnam brothers, Andrew and Michael, and yeah. Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore. Kyle Stanley is Kyle also Stanley. there. Kyle Stanley. I mean. Uh, we had uh, well, Troy Kelly, who just retired. Yes. But I mean, we, 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 we. Tacoma Golf yeah. and Country Club. Yep. I mean, that's that's yeah. unbelievable. You've been. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is good. I love that place. Uh, we just took a lot of guys from that area and it was nice to have that going you know that's that's one of the reasons i was able to move back home to washington i lived in vegas for 10 years during college and a few years after but once my wife and i started talking about having kids we're like we got to get back up to washington and be around our support system and it was really nice but recently it's been a little bit hard michael putnam's been battling injuries so he hasn't been playing that much andrew's up there kyle lives in a different city and gig harbor and he's just not there that much and kind of keeps to himself and other guys have retired so it's kind of me up here i just have been talking to my wife recently about trying to get a place down here because you guys are here and what else do you need? we're great influence what else well, do you need well yeah. you you retired i'm not really talking about you i'm not i'm talking more about drew you know my best friend over here but <laughs> what else do you need yeah i mean there's so many pros down here i mean it doesn't matter if it's here or las vegas or somewhere in texas or florida Florida, I don't really have a need to go. There's uh -huh. too many bugs and humidity. Uh -huh. I sweat enough as it is. Uh -huh. You you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> can relate. I've seen it. Well, let, let's go into college. Because you mentioned I, you lived in Vegas for a long time. But you started off at Oregon State. It was a short-lived uh, tenure up there at OSU. You want to talk about what went down up there? You don't have to get into specifics, but it was a one-year We could get specific if you want. Whatever I got kicked off do. the golf team. Asked to leave, maybe. Yeah, politely. Yeah. Hey, maybe you, you try do? somewhere else. I had so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, I this so is this fun. has actually been pretty much the downfall of my career. Not that point, but anytime when I'm having a good time and I can maybe take it sometimes a little too far and have too much fun. But I had a great time there. Uh, my experience there was awesome. Our football team was preseason ranked five in the country and you know ken simonton and joey harrington were on the cover of sports illustrated harrington being quarterback at oregon right. and simonton being the running back at oregon state and our first four games were at home and we won every game and i had a ball i was in the dorms with one of your past guests Derek anderson got to know him pretty well his buddy swan cut stephen jackson was in the dorms with me and i thought that i was on cloud nine um i didn't really go to school that much uh my first class i walked into was a 600 person lecture and i said nope <laughs> probably don't You'll need never know i probably don't notes. need to come here yeah. again but <laughs> you guys don't look like you need me right uh yeah so i was asked to leave the team probably right after right before spring break and from then on i was starting to look at places to transfer and golf still wasn't really a huge priority at the time it was you know i'm in college i'm good enough to be in college but professional golf wasn't really a thought and i transferred to las vegas and telling my parents i was going to transfer to las yeah. vegas after getting kicked off i'm gonna go to party. vegas to get yeah, my shit together parents, I'm, gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna really clean it up i'm gonna go to vegas That's yeah awesome. my, my, my dad wasn't oh, super God. excited about the deal <laughs> That is That's where a lot of people go to clean it up. The best part was is that when I drove into town, I had my mom in the car with me. She helped me take my car down from Washington. And when we got there, it was like midnight. And we had to cross the strip to get to where my rental place was. And my mom, as we're crossing the strip, every light's flashing. Everything's going. My mom's thinking, 
Oh no! What are we doing? <laughs> like sending a crackhead to a but, crack house. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine in here. Yeah. yeah, but you know, coach there, Dwayne Knight. I'm guessing probably Ooh. set you set you straight. What I was had, it like playing for him? It was the straight and narrow, man. That was the best thing that could have happened for me. I, I went down there. I'm not going to say that I got on the straight and narrow real quick because the first week I got to school, I was arrested. <laughs> You got to ease your way into the straight and narrow, dude. You don't right. just dive in. All right. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I got to school. I went out with the team to a a, a football game, and like I'm having vodka right now because you you talked to my wife earlier. Yeah. Whiskey's kind of my kryptonite, even though I love it. Uh, she said she she needs to be there if you're gonna drink whiskey. Yeah, Brown water is, vodka. Yeah. is different. Dre comes yeah. out. This is a uh, that's a magic concoction for me. Uh, but I wasn't allowed in the game because I was too intoxicated and underage. I was like, what are these guys? No, I'm going to go over here. I jumped over the fence like <laughs> 10 feet away from the front gate. <laughs> I get in there. Cops start coming after me. Like I said, I'm pretty fast. So I started running, thinking I'm going to get away from them in the crowd. And if you've ever been to a UNLV game, there is no crowd. Yeah, a little different than Oregon State. <laughs> Zero people. So it wasn't really hard to find me. They tackled me to the ground. I decided to give them my fake ID. Another good move. Right. So at the end of this, I was charged with trespassing, evading police, minor in consumption, and giving false identification. It happens. You were young. What's, what's my dad that? came down, and he was so mad. I what? had to sign a contract with my coach and my dad. I wouldn't miss another class for the rest of college. I wouldn't be late for anything, and I wouldn't get below a 3.0. If any of those things happened in the next four years, I was gone. Because mm. And Ryan Moore was kind of the guy that vouched for you, basically, to, to oh. bring you to UNLV, right? Without Ryan, Ryan Ryan's like... one of the biggest influences I've had in my life as far as golf. Um, one, he was always the best. So when I got to school, I was thinking, oh, this is cool. Ryan's, Ryan's really good. But Ryan actually got me out of trouble there and took me home, and that's – Still to this day, Ryan's a pretty straight and narrow kid, good guy, and he threw every swear word in the book at me on the way home there, and I was scared. It's the only time I've ever really been scared of Ryan, except for on the <laughs> golf course and like every day in college, yeah. I was terrified. That's that, that was the turning point when Ryan said, "Didn't you have to sign? Did you sign a contract with Ryan? Didn't Ryan make you sign one too?" Uh, no, like we had a verbal agreement just as, just as far as he vouched for me yeah. and I was put I was putting a tarnish on his name. But that's cool though. You know, I, I mean dude, it was it was Yeah, he kinda it was an awesome thing and just living with him. I from that point on for the next four years I tried to do everything that he did. I practiced with him, we lived together, I signed up for the same classes as him and whatever he was doing was working. So I was I'm going to do that. And shockingly, that's when you started to get a lot better and start yeah. to play really well. As right. weird as that works out. Right. Do everything Ryan does, become a lot better. I got yeah. to ask you one more thing about Vegas because I was told by a friend I should ask this, how, how the camping in Vegas is. You're not allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing you can't do in Vegas. Gosh, we're getting, we're getting a lot of stuff out here. So <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. About a month after I got married, I got through first stage of Q school. Uh, this was 09. And I went back, and this is the only time in my life that I think that something was actually put in a drink of mine. Because I can get after it, mm -hmm. but I something happened in a very short amount of time on Halloween night where I went out and I ordered a cab, 
and I fell asleep on this bench waiting for the cab. I called a couple of roommates to see if they were going to come pick me up. They didn't want any part of that. It was too late. And I fell asleep on the bench, and these cops woke me up and said, sir, you can't camp here. And I, assuming I got probably got a little mouthy, I'm like, I'm, look at me. I'm dressed to the nines. I look dope. <laughs> I thought this I'm was the national. Camp- I'm not camping. So that was from Bill Lundy. He goes, just ask him and see how far he'll go with this story. Oh, yeah. So I... <laughs> I got. I, I had got, no idea what happened, I, by the way. Oh, I got arrested for camping. Jesus, for camping. Camping in public. So I had TSA pre-check and global entry and everything. Whenever I'd come back into the country from any golf tournament, they'd look. I'd have to stop, and I'd get this big X on my ticket, and they'd look at me and like, camping in public. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, that right? Is is, where else do you camp? In Vegas, where you can walk down the street camping with an eight public. ball, and they'll probably be like, all right, keep it moving. Right. But no camping. No sleeping no, on the that bench. Was, that was maybe the most humbled I'd been in my life, though. So I'm in this 8 by 8 foot cell. I will never forget this guy's name, Diego Rodriguez. He's in a wife beater. Any relation? Up everywhere. Shaved head. Just a dude. And he asked me what my name was, and I did it like I told the girls. Andres Gonzalez. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, guy. Yeah. And we, we were cool. So we were in there for like 16 hours. Hanging out, and we're about hour 13. And I don't know if you guys are pretty clean cut guys. You've probably never been in jail. I haven't. So <laughs> not, not yet. There's a steel toilet in the middle of the room. That's and nice. we're about 13, 13 hours in. I got, I got a shit, man. <laughs> and I look at this guy in front of Diego. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Diego, I'm. St- I'm sorry, dude. I, I got a, I got, I've been holding it for like the last four hours. He's, he's like, I get it, man. I mean, this guy knew everybody. He yeah. knew all the guards by name. <laughs> yeah, He'd been in here before. He's like, yeah, I get it, dude. You got to do what you got to do. And I was the most humbled I've ever been. I was just sitting down <laughs> three so- feet from his face, <laughs> pinching one off. Oh, my God. If oh that doesn't humble you right there, just oh my gosh, jumping dude. in front of strangers. Uh, dude, yeah. I don't know what will do we got. I don't smoke cigarettes. We got <laughs> out of there, and he started. I mean, it's it's like what you would see in a movie. You get out. And we sat there, and it's kind of bright out because we've been inside. And he starts packing these cigarettes, and I look at him. Give me one. <laughs> and we sat there and had a cigarette together and went our separate ways. What was Diego in for? You no idea. Not camping. Not camping in public. I've, I've seen enough movies that you don't ask that question. I was. I, I thought that's where he's he was in. Go. Whatever oh, he did, no, he's he was gonna ask you where he, what you were in for, and you're gonna be like, um. Camping? Yeah, murder. Yeah, murder, <laughs> dog. Uh, murder, murder was the case that they gave me. But I'm innocent. Of course I'm innocent. Oh, that's oh, an incredible that's so story. We, are, we going to, are you going to pro right now? I want to go one more story because we were talking about Coach Knight earlier and like how tight he is and how no one talks back to him. It's just his way or no way, basically. The only story you've ever told about a guy that I've heard talking about the Coach Knight was Adam Scott when he was there during his brief time. Can you quickly tell that? Or you don't have to be quickly, but tell the Adam Scott story right before this, he left. Yeah, so. This is funny. This was our, our coach. You called him Coach Knight. Coach, you did not call him Dwayne. Dwayne is his name. You did not call him Dwayne. And you just showed him respect, which I get. He's the coach. We're the players. And that's kind of how it was. Uh, but there was a story at Lele Hua yeah. in Hawaii. D-Steph won Champion. one year. And we... The way he tells the story is that Adam gets on, and our, our biggest thing with, with Coach Knight is I'm a great putter. I'm a great putter. When he says, what are you? He doesn't want to know what you're at. He doesn't want to know how you're feeling. He wants you to say, I'm a great putter. 
which I think is why everybody can pretty much roll it from there. But on the 11th hole, it's a par five. Adam hit it on in two. The next hole's a par three, and Coach is always waiting on the par threes to kind of talk about numbers and whatnot. But he hits it on the green, and he three putts for par. And when he gets up to the next uh, next next hole on the par three, uh, Coach Knight goes, "Hey, hey, Adam, what are you?" He goes, "I'm four fucking over, Dwayne." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "That's that's that's when I knew that was probably he wasn't going to come back." And that was his last tournament yeah. at UNLV. Yeah. Played a year and a half. Last tournament of the fall. Next year he was pro, and I think it. I think he's done all right. I'm four yeah, fucking okay. over, and a year from now I'm gonna have a private jet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. But you uh, turned pro, and you played kind of all over. Played Canadian Tour, you played Corn Ferry Tour before getting your PJ Tour. Played out here a bunch. Like this is how I got out to Scottsdale originally. Was just playing Gateway. I'd come out and play the Winter Series because there was nothing else to play. Uh, first year I got Corn Ferry status was '08. Mm-hmm. You and I went to Q School together. Mm-hmm. We did. And a lot of fun. That Q School sucks, yeah, actually. But yeah, I mean, I it wasn't that much fun. I finished 122nd. I had zero, not very good status. So yeah, was, but you went on. You've won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, you've had success at everywhere you've been. You played 128 PGA Tour events. I mean, it's been quite a ride. For who's a guy. counting 128? I looked it up. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Worry. I looked it up. I got you, bud. But you got to like that going back when you got your card at Q School for the first time. I know you're a big emotional guy, even though you like to try to be all look all tough and everything. He's a teddy oh, no, bear. I'm a teddy bear. I cry. I know at rom coms and Disney movies, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Homeboy but, will not hesitate to shed a tear. Yeah. Quick. But let's talk about that moment at Q School when you get your PJ Tour card for the first time. Elated. That was my fifth year as a pro, and I couldn't have been happier. Um, I think the best thing that I have going for me in golf is my attitude and and self-belief and i think that there's a lot of guys that may look at me and just like i've seen my swing on video it's not like super pretty (laughs) but i feel that my self-belief and an ability to get the ball in the hole has carried me a long ways and i feel so fortunate as far as i've been able to do this for 15 years now Never really had a job. I've been able to hang out with my family and meet you guys. Like, we've become really good friends, and it's golf's been an absolute blessing for me. It's been awesome. No doubt. I mean, I've always said you have the best attitude I've ever seen on the golf course, and you're one of the streakiest players I've I've ever seen. And, like, is, is being streaky, does it bother you, or does it excite you knowing that at any moment a good stretch of golf could become? Uh, both. I try to not have it bother me. Just because I know that it's in there, but it does bother me knowing that it's in there that I'm I haven't done it more. But knowing that it is in there, I, I'm I keep tweaking this formula, and one of these days I'm gonna be streaky for a long time. Yeah, and I mean I would and, just laugh going down fairways and be like, you'd miss four or five cuts in a row, and then you look up and Saturday there's Dre up mm-hmm. there third place. Yeah, maybe he has a chance to win. Yeah, I mean you should, that's what I want to do. That's, yeah, what but, that's what I'm trying to do is exactly, winning. That's what I'm saying. More. I want to do it more. You're yeah. like, oh, shit, I've missed five cuts in a row, but you know what? I might win next week. Yeah, and the more and more I get into the position, the more and more comfortable you feel. I'd like to be in the position more, obviously. But, you know, I, the, the best thing that I can do is just keep playing. I'm having a ball. I have a wife that supports everything that I do. I'm down here alone, and there, there's been times when I'm at home, she's like, what? Why are you not playing this week? I'm like, perfect. You, I got the good one. Yeah, 
Yeah. And speaking of like the being streaky, I think, I think part of that, like Cole alluded to is, is your mentality, is your attitude, how positive you are, no matter what you've done. If you miss four cuts in a row, the next week you show up and you're always like, I'm going to win this week or I'm going to play great. Is that something that you like, is that natural or is that something that you had to develop over time? Like having that pot? Cause so many golfers are the opposite. Right. I think that, I think you develop it. Uh, but I, at the same time, I think that the thoughts that my parents put into me as a kid was you can do anything you want to do. You can do anything you want. I don't care if you play golf. I don't care if you play football. Do you want to be a dentist? Do you want to be a contractor? Whatever you do, try to be the best at it and take every positivity, every positive aspect from it away from it. Um, but you had a, a guest on here a couple of weeks ago, uh, Harry Higgs. Yeah. That guy is very. I, whenever when I was listening to him speak, we we think very yeah. similar. There's parallels there for sure. Yeah. in my opinion. I, yeah, I was gonna say we work out the same in a gym, number of ways. You know? Actually, yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. do uh, the same fitness guy. Right. You got the same brain. But I mean, Both all this beautiful. positivity. Can you remember a time? I want to know, like on the PJ tour, like the maddest you think you've ever been. Oh yeah, it was after Drew's wedding. Mm. <laughs> we <laughs> got to get into that a little well, bit. Well, let's just yeah. save that whole. But the week after was Tampa. Story. Yeah, and what did you do? I shot eighty three seventy nine. I think I finished close to last, but like I said, I was emotional. I got walking up the eighteenth hole on the thirty on Friday. What the hell am I doing here? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I've. I don't know if I got it. That's but, the maddest you've ever been. Yeah. Oh, God. oh my god! Like I'll teach you some things. Yeah, yeah, but but so mad as far as like frustration, like. Tears are kind of welling up in my eyes. I, I get mad in a different way. I'm not going to break stuff. Like, like one of your guys in your dream foursome is Spencer Levine. He takes his anger is a little yes, different level. Spence, that's, that's entertaining. It. Yes, it is. Yeah. For us. I don't know if it is for him. Uh, I don't think it is for him. But God, he's a beauty. The higher level you get, guys just don't really freak out that much. So when you – at the level that I'm playing at now, when you get with somebody that is freaking out, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah I'm like, do it. Yeah, do oh, it. you want to see it because it's so do rare. Throw it. Uh, it takes it. a lot when you play golf for 25 years. Just like this dude's about to lose his yeah. mind. Yeah, and it's it's like golf in a show, dinner in a show. There's yeah. a few guys that you can like you can see it building. Spence being one of them, and it, Spence had a hair trigger. Matt Every. Matt Every was a fun yeah. one. Yeah, there's there's a few out there that. Um, it's, but as you get older, I feel like it's more and more rare to see. It is rare, just because it's every, the young kids. Everybody, that lose everybody it. knows that it's not, and even even to this day, Spence isn't near what he was when we were in college. And he was fun in college. We got some uh, there's some good yeah. Spencer stories out there. But staying on your, I want to I want to give you a huge compliment here, and it's kind of related to your attitude. I think you have one of the classiest moments that I've ever seen in sport, not just in golf, but in sports. And it was when you were playing. What year was it? The final round of the 2013 Web.com Tour Finals, you were playing with Lee Williams, and the final hole, yeah. something took place. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, I didn't get my tour card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's how you handled it. He made about a 60-footer. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Give kind of like the background for that, because, I mean, it was, it's so, as intense of pressure as you can have in golf, in my opinion. Yeah, so we both knew we were playing pretty good and had a chance, and we were playing together. We're walking up 18. I've known him since junior golf. Um, but as we're walking up, it's corn ferry tour. There's not a lot of leaderboards out there. We don't, we know that we're probably right there. You can kind of always sense on just how you're playing and how the course is playing. And 
he hit it to about 60 feet. I hit it to about 18 feet. And I was like, oh, all right, we just need to, we need to give ourselves some looks. And we both did. His wasn't quite as good. Final Appar- round. Apparently. Final. Yeah. Apparently. Final round of the won. final event to right. get your tour card. And you right. guys are bubble. I think I was like, after the fact, I learned that I was 37th on the number before. And then he made his putt, which was 60 feet. And I was amped for him i was like yeah dude like now i'm gonna make my putt we're both gonna get our cards we're gonna go celebrate and we're gonna be kings of the world but i didn't make my putt and i ended up finishing 51 out of the 50 that got their cards and when we went in i was watching andrew loop andrew loop needed to bogey the last hole and he did like eight feet by and this is this is maybe the most irritated I've ever been with any media person. I'm including you guys as media people. That's now. fine. That's right. There. So I'm journalist. Yep. I'm, I'm in there in the meeting or in the interview and loop hits it eight feet by and they cut out for commercial break and Kelly Tillman's doing it. And she looks at me and she goes, it would really make for great TV if you rooted against him here. And I have my mic. I'm like, do you know who I am? I don't yeah, do that. I, no, I'm Andres. No, I can't do that. So we get up onto the. Immediately, she goes, and we're back. And I was like, okay, we're we're right here, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here. This just affects my life, Kelly. This is just yeah. literally the most important moment in a golfer's life. Is all right. So he makes his eight footer. I'm super pumped for him too. He and I are friends. He's never been on tour before. It's his first year, and it was a, it was a sad thing, man. I cried after that on the way. It's like so a thousand-yard walk yeah. back to Either, that parking If one lot. of them misses, you get your tour card. Right. If you dodge a 60-footer and an 8-footer. 60-footer and an 8-footer. Either dog. you need one of the right. two. It's a 99-point-something yeah. percent probability. Right. But which, the thing I remember most is when is when Lee Williams made that putt, which is just impossible putt for him to make in that situation. You guys both knew you are right on the bubble, you know, needed something to happen. Obviously, it wasn't impossible. He made it, and he's walking up to get his ball, and you walked by before you hit your putt, and you gave him, like, a fist bump. Oh, I was like, dude, bump. here's a guy that knows, like, that might bump him out of getting a tour card. I didn't know year. that. You, but it's it was in the realm, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe if I knew that, kick him I'd in the kick nuts. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, son of a bitch. But but I knew that. Like we talked about, it. we we hung out the whole day. We were having a good time. I've known him since we were juniors. It was I was I was pumped for him. Like I I want to make the putt too, but pretty cool to make a sixty footer to get your yeah. I mean that's oh a story gosh, for right? him. He'll never forget. But when you're on the other side of that thing, it's a di- I mean it's easy to be like bitter and that and you were the opposite of that you're like congratulations congratulations right. i actually Luke. i went up to him in the parking lot afterwards and he was putting his stuff back i mean obviously very excited and i pulled my car up getting ready to fly back to washington on, to play the corn ferry tour for the rest of the year and i look at him and i was like probably think you're a pretty big deal right now don't you <laughs> awesome you're cool. <laughs> I'm going to have my buddy Diego Rodriguez have your exactly. head. Yeah. But, you know, you, you played out on tour for quite a long time, and I feel like people really got to know who you were. Not only one, because of your look. You got a little different look than most of the golfers out there, but also you're tweeting at the great Tiger Woods. Mm. Yeah. First off, we got to talk about this. How did this idea even pop into that beautiful head of yours? Mm. I had my oldest childhood friend. Her last name's Kenny now, but her name was Ella Smith. Ella Smith Kinney is her name. But she went to Yale, played softball there. We went to the same high school, grew up together. Smart girl. Goes to UNLV to get her graduate degree. Tell me how that makes Nerd. sense. Nerd. Yale to UNLV. <laughs> yeah. Total. Get it. But 
It's a graduate degree, so you're like, yeah, all right. So you're still smart. But she rented a room for me in Vegas, or for my parents' condo. And whenever I'd come back from a golf trip, we'd usually go out and have some beers, and this girl could hang. And I was like, all right, this is cool. So it was right when Twitter was coming about, and we were talking about it over beers. And I was like, hey, I don't really even understand this. Why does anybody care what you did today? Why, why should anybody care? And she goes, well... You're actually a perfect example. And now, now that you have your tour card, uh, people want to know what you're doing or why, how, how did you get to where you are or whatever. She goes, you should just think of something funny to do. I'm like, like what? I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch? Tell them what I had for lunch every day? She goes, you should tweet Tiger Woods. And I was right here. I was like, yeah. I like this idea. <sighs> Boom. That's a good idea. Light bulb. So what was your first tweet to Tiger Woods? Hi, Tiger. My name's Andres Gonzalez. I'm a rookie on the PGA Tour. My favorite color is green, and I love elephants. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Come out the gates how hot. How does he not Come respond Come out the to gates that? hot. I, he never responded to any of them. I know. You but kept how, but firing how did he not him. respond to the first one? I don't know, man. He was a little flustered at the time, I think. But <laughs> he had some going things on. going on, yeah. perhaps. But how many, how many, throughout the years, how many text or uh, tweets do you think you sent him? Maybe 60. And no response. No response. Where's his PR team? It'd be good for him. I don't know. I talked when he was working with Sean Foley. Sean came up and was like, he knows about it. He thinks yeah. it's funny, but he thinks if he responds, I'm like, no, he doesn't think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see him though out there like running him at a tournament and be like, yo, maybe, maybe fire uh, one back one time? It, uh, no. Uh, the, the only time that it really happened, because I was playing, I got off the Canadian tour. So I was playing the, the B schedule of the PGA tour and he was playing in the World Golf Championships, the majors. Everything, right? I think he's exempt, right? Yeah. He's yeah. got some status. Yeah. So I'm playing on the the super low-level PGA Tour. There's no which low is, level, but yeah. It was still You're sick. not picking Don't your get schedule. me wrong. I was amped. You're playing a little, just a different schedule. Different schedule. Yeah. That's, thank you. Yeah. Not the – yeah. Media training. So, yeah. <laughs> different. Different. Yeah. Media training. So we're at the Fries in – where was it? Court Morgan Hill? Court of Court of All. Yeah. yeah. Morgan Hill, right? Is that the town? I don't know. It's outside of Anyways, it's outside Court of All in California. Country, whatever. Yeah. And Tiger's playing. And so I'm sitting there with Jim Renner and Kevin Kisner and I think Ben Martin. And Tiger walks in and everybody's eyes I could feel in the entire place. Because this thing's been going on for the whole year. Like once a week I'd send them something. Hey, we should room together so <laughs> you don't have to spend as much money. You know, maybe you want to cut some costs. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he came in and I looked at him and every, I could feel every eye look over to me and I froze like a little bitch. <laughs> I just sat there. I put my head down. I ate, he left the room and everybody looked at me and it was just like, what are you doing? I was like, ah. I didn't even see him. What are you talking about? Yeah. Tigers here? Where? Yeah. yeah. Dude. Didn't you ask him to play the new Orleans team tournament? Yeah. Uh, I, Ooh, that would have been a good team. Maybe later. On it was kind of after I stopped yeah. it, but like that was 2011. The team tournament I think started in 13. Okay, that's great. I so I settled with so Vaughn Taylor. Had it, yeah, no You're interaction, no conversation. Was there any words exchanged between you and Tiger the whole year? Have you ever even talked to him? I feel like we I've talked to, to him. I've talked to him before, but it was super brief. Um, I met him when he trained with our trainer at UNLV, so I got to meet him there. He wouldn't. He, if I said I was on the UNLV team when you came in, he'd be like, "Oh yeah," but. No, that year, it was easier for me to be on the outside tweeting in 
But when he actually came, I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to swallow my tongue. Everyone like the freezes. hot chick at prom. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I blew it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone buckles. The first time. He buckles Do, them. Do you don't need to fill you up, bud? You need another splash, not, buddy? Not quite. Okay. Right, we're, we're looking let, at let it. Let us know. We got a few no, nice uh, bottles. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how much are we going to get through here? And we can get um, as much as you want. When you get your tour card back at the end of this year, are you going to are you gonna start? Because he's changed since then, dude. He's he's taking Justin Thomas under his wing. He's more media friendly, all the stuff. Are you going to start firing those off again? Uh, we'll see what happens. Once I get my card back, we'll talk, but I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not the guy that's getting up at six, six thirty to go play a practice round whenever he's playing. Yeah. Like I, I've seen young guys that go and they'll wait on the tee box and just like want to play with tiger. And he's very cool about it, but I like to sleep, man. Yeah. That's why we're, that's why we're good roommates. Your, your wife says, yeah, I like to get ten, but if she, she says, says she 12. says, well, I go to I go to bed at like nine nine thirty. This is why we were good roommates. It's like you want to tee off at like two two thirty tomorrow, yeah. sleep till noon. Yeah. yeah, bud, I do. Yeah, perfect. Let's talk a little bit more about your golf, and then we'll get into some fun stuff. Though you're thirty seven years old now, what do you want to accomplish in your career before you're all done? Hmm. Uh, I I want to be top fifty in the world one time, and then once I get that, I can readjust some goals. But top fifty is that's been my goal since I started playing. I mean, you work extremely hard at it. So, I mean, you obviously still believe that this goal is very attainable. I still think it's attainable and I 100% think it's attainable as far as like you said, I'm streaky. I'm like, I, there's gotta be a formula where I can figure out how this can happen <laughs> yeah. more. Um, well, you gotta get I've all always... your shitty golf out of the way at home. Yeah. So play really bad for a week. Dump, maybe if you move down here, you dump off some money to Sleaze and I. There that's you what go, I dude. do. And then Mental you go coaches. out on the road. I know. That's this what I brilliant. do. Um, yeah, top 50. That's 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 my That's cool. That's, that's awesome. That's my goal. If it ended today, would you feel satisfied with everything you've done in golf? No, but I'd feel super blessed. Yeah, as you uh, should. I, yeah, you've, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've played time? five years on the tour. I've made a career of it. I've never had a job. I'm I'm here sitting out with you two working. This stiff. is a job. This is right real now. life, yeah, bud. It's this really is, stressful too. Welcome. This is super hard work. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, hard I, I don't wish this on anybody. Right, but I my folks always wanted me to do what I wanted to do. Um, I thought when when I turned 16, I got a car. My parents gave me a car and I had a license. I was thinking I was going to go work bag room at my club the so county. that I could make a little bit of a little bit of money and. My dad said, well, do you, are you thinking you're going to play college golf? I was like, yeah. Well, that's your job. That's awesome. And yeah. he was very, very supportive of me doing that. He said, if that's what you think you're going to do, then that's what you're going to do. He oh, goes, I, I will support you. You're not going to live flush. But whatever, whatever you think you need to get there, I will help support that. That car, the Caddy, you still have it? Nope. You had it for so long. How many miles were on that when you got rid of it? 237. Dude, this oh thing was legendary. The clothes rack in the back seat. Oh, dude, I was, uh, he I was lived living in, in Vegas, months. driving over here for mini tours, and I would just go back and forth. Like, That's... I'd come over here, play one event, I'd drive back home for three days. and Big body caddy. You knew it when yeah. it was blowing up. Dre's in the building. That That's thing, yeah, that got thing it from was my real. dad. You may have answered this, but does you've played golf for so you know, basically eleven when you first started college, amateur, pro, all the stuff. Does golf feel like work now, or do you still wake up excited to to play and and to go to events? I think it 
kind of for everybody will go in in stints when it's when golf's hard and you're not playing good it's work mm. but when it's when golf seems easy and fun which is kind of what i've figured out over time the more fun i can make golf the easier golf is i i enjoy playing i feel like if you're paired with me you've got a you've got a shot advantage Oh, I agree. Everyone, I think everyone that when they look at their tea time, they see you're paired with them. They just smile and they're like, "Oh, this yeah, is gonna be I'm fun. like this, this is gonna be fun for two." To the first I, I just, I just want everybody in our group to start getting some kind of mo going, and let's all ride. I'll never forget you were paired with Justin Leonard, and this was at the end of Justin's career. And I mean, he was just about done, and you were paired with him, and he made like a forty footer on the first hole, and you, you just immediately start yelling. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like that. <laughs> he didn't find it this fun. How did he not yeah. like that? If yeah. another guy like, right, yes, had a, Justin, I just Boom. don't know if he was really expecting it. I mean, it's like, but we're fifth off at Greenbrier on Sunday. We're, we're not really threatening to win. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, Justin, yeah, we're gonna have fun today. <laughs> He didn't. Don't ever speak to me again. Yeah, kind of. You obviously bring the energy, which is which is awesome. But a lot of people might not know that you're a big fan. I mentioned it earlier of Disney movies and rom coms. Yes. And you're not scared to maybe shed a tear. No, I. But what I need anything. to know first off, you, I talked. I mentioned earlier. I talked to your wife, Kristen, and she said she likes like scary movies and stuff, and you just can't watch them with her. Mm-mm. Zero. You know why? Because I get scared. Because I get scared. Yeah, they're scary, bud. <laughs> but what is the most ridiculous movie you think you've ever cried to? Oh, man. It's got to be something stupid. Was it animated or real life? <laughs> Either one. Finding Nemo? <laughs> yeah. Bring a couple out. Probably like Hillary Duff, Cinderella or something. Mean like Girls? Something stupid. Just an emotional guy. Mean Girls is sad. They're mean to people. Yeah. Um, was it? It's got to be a Disney like. Remember the Titans, Fox and the Hound. I, I, I ball at the hot Fox and the Hound every time I see that Disney flick. <laughs> little puppy, little fox. You gonna kill him? What? No. Remember it, the Titans? Then you say you cried at that one. Yeah. Well, who doesn't cry at Remember the? Is uh, that Bertier, bud? Yeah. Is yeah that, what's his first true, name? Bertier. Yeah. That's you do not re- a Gary. Easy, you do not replace a Gary Bertier. Yeah, I forgot about that part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dre ain't it, afraid. Oh uh, yeah, I. It's not that... But I love that you're this big 37-year-old man and you're still watching Disney movies. I've got two girls now. But you watched them before that. Yeah, I, I think we watched them in hotels. <laughs> now but. I have an excuse. Yeah. Hey, the Despicable or Despicable Me is on. Yeah. You watch this? Despicable yep. Me Me 3? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, done. Uh, what do you think done. about this one? Yeah, I'm in. Done. There's another one you after. You don't have to convince me. Well, should we get to... Practice rounds you? not till 2.30. We're fine. Okay. All right, Slees. So I think it's time for the emergency nine. Since... Andreas is such a big fan. He knows exactly what's coming. But I'm going to let you start it off. Yeah, let's start. Because I think there's some there's some stories to be had in this one. But as you know, the first question, movie being made about the life of Andres Gonzalez. Who plays you? I think this might be the first time that everybody agrees yes. on the show. We need to get a tanning bed and get Danny McBride in there and... It's, I think it's Danny McBride. Yeah, it's the there, yeah I think ever. that's the only layup that we've ever yeah. had in here. You were getting that all the time when you were on tour, right? Right. There. Were, so when I first I, – I qualified for the U.S. Open in 2011, and Rick Riley wrote a big article. That was when I was tweeting Tiger Woods a lot, and he, he wrote an article on ESPN, and the next day I had 25,000 new followers on Twitter. <laughs> Shout out, Rick. And the second round of 
the event. I had a low round of the day with like three holes left. I bogeyed the last three holes, but whatever. Was playing nice. Yeah. And as I, as the round was going, more and more people started going. It was probably the biggest crowd I've played in front of to this day, to where it was like three people deep down the down the hole. And as I mean, guys are yelling mashed potatoes and get in the hole. But as soon as I'd hit the ball, people would yell. What do you think they yelled? Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Yeah. Which was kind of weird, but <laughs> but still, awesome. I'm Andreas. Yeah. This kind of weird, yeah. kind of awesome. But one of the best characters you could ever have to be right referred was, to as. Yeah, I was I was okay with it. I, I got how they how they did it a couple years later. Uh, I I went with the whole look. I permed my hair. Put it, put in the mullet, put in some lines and like some lightning bolts in the side of my head. I felt super dope. You were super dope. You are. Still are super dope. All right, number two. We were both fortunate enough to get an invite to the sleazy man's wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was was an honor. Okay, and I'll be honest. You put on a show. You got to be honest with me. Who was more excited for that wedding, you think? You or his now wife, Marissa? Probably not her. <laughs> there's, I don't think there's any chance. There was no one that had more fun or was more excited. All than you. you have to do is look at Drew. Like, how can you be excited for this? Yeah, like, forever. Ugh, okay. By the way, we have one of the best pictures ever of us two dancing together. That was uh, not at that wedding. That was at Peter yep. Tomasulo's wedding. Oh, we've we, been to some weddings together. You <laughs> do owe you do owe Cole a tie. You owe me a if tie. I recollect. You keep talking about that tie still. I don't talk. I, he brought it up. Yeah. You had a $300 tie. Dre you told me about 17 times well, that night. Well, you cut it in half while I was, like, well, I was I trying did. to get a drink, and I, you tied it around your head. Yeah. So you needed a headband. Yeah, <laughs> I needed a headband because I wanted to look like something cool. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't even know. But <laughs> I don't know where you go at the wedding. Well, to be, Hey, has anyone got any scissors? Oh, yeah. I, I left some... the wedding for a while. I had to go all the way to the front desk. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I have some scissors? I'll bring them back. I promise. Don't run I, bet, I bet you didn't bring them back. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. Uh, I immediately cut it, and on the walk back, I tied it around. Yeah, I did bring them back. Okay. All right. Well, You're a man nice of you. your word. You're a man of your word. We'll get. There may be some more wedding questions. All right. Do you? Next question. You By the way, ties do not oh, impress you want me, to ask me. It right I will now? cut it off your neck. All right. I need your answer on this too, yes. since you were both there. All right. Serious question. Do you think you may have actually sustained a concussion while dancing at my wedding? I do not. I don't know if I agree. With I don't that. either. There, I could, honestly, was the guys, thump. I shot eighty three seventy nine the next week. Exactly. I don't think I was concussed. There was a thump heard <laughs> around the world. I mean, that thing you could hear it from everywhere when your head hit the dance floor. Yeah, I know, but immediately I had medicine going into my head because Drew stood over me and was like pouring. I was like, "Hey, buddy, rub some dirt in." Wes, Wes Holman came up to me and he goes, "Hey, is there any way to bet on who finishes last next week in Tampa?" <laughs> that would have been a good bet. <laughs> it would have been. That would have been a good bet. I. It's one of those things like burned in my like if you see your grandma naked like it's something I'll never forget. I was, okay, I was on the dance floor. Have you, you seen that? Running out of me. Not yet, but I feel like it'd be the same thing. You like do, a, you like feel a like it. drunken grizzly bear on ice skates coming out there, and you just went boom. I mean, the, the dance floor was like a skating rink at the time. It was, and I also had my dancing shoes on, so they were a little slick. I, the only thing about the end of that, like, that's what I said. I... The times I get in trouble, I'm having a little too much fun. Yeah, there might have been some whiskey involved. It's worth one miss cut a night like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I agree. Like the the quality and the experience was what I was living for. Everyone at that wedding, I just don't know if Sue played like and shit Stephen were super Graham. impressed. Yeah, Graham, Graham, was, Graham some Graham must not have been drinking. He must have been drinking water or something. Uh, he, he finished like no. fifth, and he's, everyone else shot a hundred. He's Canadian. Yeah. yeah, that could also be those it. guys. He's, those he's guys fine. can do it. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty good. Those guys can do it. By the way, you remember when uh, you stayed at his house and he cut off the cable? 
Yeah. That was rude. That wasn't nice at all. I know. Yeah, tight- we hit those Smirnoffs around the house. Tighten up, Bram. <laughs> that was funny. Sometimes you got to ice people yeah. when they're not there. All right, n- next question. You're, you're a big Seattle Seahawks fan. What number are we on? I don't know. Uh, I just read them. Yeah. Two? I don't know. We'll, we'll first, run out when we run out. One, right? I think we're on yeah. four. You're a big Seattle Seahawks fan. Yes. Would you rather spend the evening watching them win the Super Bowl or watching Little Mermaid? Ooh, that's a tough one. Mm. Good sense. Uh, prob- probably the Super Bowl because we've only done it once. Mm. Uh, being a, a golfer, and you guys have gotten to know this, you get to meet a lot of cool people. So I've gotten to know a fair amount of Seahawks and and people that have been affiliated with the Seahawks and it's it's kind of a cool little fraternity like like the golf world is so the Seahawks for that's heard it's love, not even you love the music in the Little Mermaid yeah who doesn't that's an incredible soundtrack give us a little tune because I know you've sang it under the before. sea huh yeah look at this stuff isn't it neat yeah it's... wouldn't you think my collection's complete wouldn't you think I'm a girl <laughs> A girl who has everything. Don't stop. I don't even know what song that is. Look at this stuff, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cupboard hold? Looking around here, you'd think, sure. Well She's played. got everything. We're not done. So I know that you guys saw, like I said, that Harry Higgs thing. He went on there and had yeah. to sing on That's what That's what I sang on the plane for yeah, UNLV. UNLV. Yep. That was actually a real tradition. They fooled him into it. Yeah. But everybody. And at you were UNLV, looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I was wearing a black suit, pink like shirt. Like a lounge singer. Oh, my gosh. I went up and I just picked the first lady in the front row and I serenaded her. <laughs> <laughs> Once we got to a cruising altitude, Trey was up there. He yeah. wasn't trying to hide from it. Oh, God, I love you. All right, next question. This is a real question, too. Do you feel partly responsible for derailing my PGA Tour career by allowing me to switch all of my woods the day before my one and only PGA Tour start? Because it was your company at the time. Right. They Uh, talked me into it. He's a grown man. I told you you how good they were, but I wasn't expecting such a weak soul to just switch right away. $200? Yes, I'll do it. (laughs) Done. Give was me that, anything. That was the number, right? It was like two hundred. Yeah, 200 yeah. it was one hundred fifty, but right. you know, pesos. You're like I could, I could use it. Yeah. I could use it. That was a night of the hotel, bud. Yeah, that's not a joke. Mike, I mean, it's it hard. was the two of you, by the way. And you're I had in, nothing to do with the switch. You were in the same practice round group, and that's where I was. I was, like, I was convinced you should do it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm you protecting the field, man. Okay, you, well, should, you should. This do is it. one less guy we got to beat. You should do it. Perfect. Five grand is a shitload, bud. <laughs> I thought it was two hundred. Yeah, it could have been two hundred. It's the conversion rate. I don't know. 200 is much more believable. Right. Yes. Probably was. All right. Next question. As we've mentioned many a times, you're an emotional man, yeah. which is great. I think that's one of the reasons Christian Can we go back you. real quick? You played in a tour event? Don't, we played a practice don't round. Don't patronize him. me, bud. On our Sirius XM show, he's introduced as ex-tour player. Yeah. Former yeah. tour player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's facts. Michael Breed is. I might as well be. I hear about it sometimes. Yeah. You know about it. <laughs> right. You were there. I think this is number six. Yeah, number six. Okay. Okay. As we've mentioned a few times, you're an emotional man. You're a big teddy bear, which we love that about you. Thanks. But I want to know, who is the most famous person you've ever cried in front of? I don't really know if I know that answer. Uh, I, I do. I, I, was, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it. I'm just, I'd, I'd say probably Charles Barkley. 
That's the correct answer. <laughs> when the hell was this? How do I not know this? I, I knew you didn't know this. How do I right? not know this? I had a real emotional breakdown. <laughs> I told with Chuck? Like, with yep. the Chuckster? We were in yeah. Vegas together. He's sitting there gambling like nobody I've ever seen. He's like putting 10 grand down on a for the dealer blackjack table and then it's like he's in a swivel chair turn around putting 10 grand down on craps coming back here to see how he's doing on this turn him back around craps. <laughs> i was stressed me out man and that made you cry <laughs> yeah <laughs> just but that's so I much had, money i had some stuff stuff in my system and i was just emotional so just watching charles barkley gamble i got made real you paranoid you ever had like the panic attacks there was a panic and attack man chuck was talking to him just normal and he thought he was yelling Gold's at him crying right now <laughs> it was so funny. He, he's fucking crying <laughs> i was like chuck i gotta go i gotta go to bed i, man. I cannot I, watch i gotta this. get out of here and he goes it's 8 p.m man i was like i know i gotta go i gotta go and he Takes his bald ass head, puts it up against mine. He's like, I'll give you, you give me one shot aside. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Oh my God. I love you had to think about it for a second about who who it would have been. I've cried in front of a lot of people. (laughs) Like, Charles Charles hasn't been in the league for a while. I was like, is he famous enough to say this about? The Colts answer will be you now because he's crying right now. I didn't. How the? How did oh, I not know dude, that it story? It was so funny. Holy shit! Just watching Charles Mandalay Barkley Bay. gamble. I'll never forget it. Dude, you're being so irresponsible. We hung out with the guy that wrote the thong song. That yeah. what was his name? Cisco. No, no Cisco sang it. Uh, he sang it. Uh, the guy that wrote it. Oh, he didn't write that beautiful. God, I, I, it'll song? come to me in a second. I can look it up. That was a lyrical masterpiece, in my we're, opinion. We, yeah. We were going over to meet Charles, and we're in this limo, and I'm with this guy the thong song. I'm like. <laughs> we were like, what'd you, what'd you wrote, do? And he's like, oh, I wrote the thong song. Dumps like a so truck. Cool. Uh, what, what do you, how did you come up with that? He's like, I saw a butt and I liked it with a thong. Marquise. Like, yeah, want, yeah. Marquise. Marquise. <laughs> how'd you ever come up with dumps like a truck? <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> oh, God. Right, What's seven. the next one? Where the hell am I on this damn thing? Oh, this feels like an idiot question now. It's kind of serious. All right. If you could put your incredible positive golf brain into one tour player. Currently, who do you think would benefit most? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, mm, yeah, it's a, a thinker. That, that's a good one. Basically, who's the most talented but most negative? If they had your brain, they'd shoot 60 all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the negative guys, even though I'm sure I, I'm, I'm aware of them. But one of the most talented people I know is probably Luke List. Mm. But I don't think that he's super negative. I don't like so. He's not it, super positive. He's not. I wouldn't say he's negative. I just. I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know if he's a killer. Yeah, I. Well, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know if I'm a killer either. I'm just trying to have I think some fucking fun. In the moment, I think when you're in it. Like Woody Austin a, Prime could have probably that. benefited a lot from you. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't Austin. think he'd be super positive. <laughs> Kevin Stadler. Oh, that's there, a good there's one. a really talented dude that's doesn't quite love everything that he does he's a freak talent yeah you could give him the, a uh, shovel he'd figure out how to hit it so here's or Barry's own, here, here's, a, own here's a random story <laughs> so this is, himself up. this is this is my woody austin story i just get my card it's probably like january early early january 2011 and i'm in vegas living there i'm practicing on the back of the range at tpc and 
Woody's back there. Kind of start talking to him. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. You're going to be a rookie this year, yada, yada. I was like, what are you in town for? He goes, I always come here from Wichita uh, to kind of get warmed up before I go to Sony and, like, start the year. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Sony. I'm going to Monday. I did. I would end up being first alternate. But my first event was Tory Pines. And, and he said, we should play a practice round together at Tory Pines. I was like, all right, well, I usually go somewhat early, like, eight to nine he goes ah, i don't go that early and all right well if I, i'll see you out there and we get to tory pines and i i get done playing and he's on the range and he comes up and he just starts chewing me i was like what are you doing you think you're on tour and you're big time enough that you can just big league me i was like whoa what did i no do? i no i yes no <laughs> i Shot 68 today. <laughs> practice round, pretty good practice round. Practice round, yeah. Of course, it's hard, huh? I didn't know what to do. That was that was my Woody Austin experience. We so made, he showed up at 8 or 9 at to play practice or whatever. Round. I guess. Eight, I didn't know that we there. actually had scheduled something. I didn't think that we did. That guy. And then you cried. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then I cried. I, I'm, he doesn't know all this crying <laughs> stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Charles, what I just I thought you were so I had to let you tell because it was too good. Oh, it's so good. So good. All, all right. right. Thanks, eight. Lundy. All right. Here's the deal. I can guarantee you a win on the PGA Tour next time you get your card. But you have to wear a pair of my used socks I'll every day for the uh, entire season. You talk to my wife. <laughs> I don't like other people's socks. <laughs> I've heard. What's your deal? Is this even if they're washed? Yeah. Why? Because your feet were in them. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how it happened. Nobody else in my, my nobody else in my family's like that. But she if says, she if she gives me a pair of socks and I'm like, oh, these aren't foot joy, I'm out. Because you know there's somebody else. I just know that they're not mine unless they're like in a package. I'll do it because they're brand new. Yeah. But once my feet. Or if somebody needs a pair of socks and I give them a pair of socks, you can have those. Done. So you think so feet gross you out? But you're not one uh, and done with not socks. Really? I'll touch your feet right now. I just don't want my foot in your yes. foot. Okay, good. <laughs> Whatever that means. But for a tour win? Oh, that's a tough one. You gotta wear a Colt socks. I think I, I think I could do it. For, and he's playing in uh I could Florida. do it. I could do it for a tour win. You know how many socks. He's playing the John Deere. Yeah. The socks from the John oh. Deere. Bit, I might even I might even swampy. be able to get some Free socks if I do that. It's true. That's a good point. Uh, I like that you have I, to think about it. I don't bit. know. I don't. I I I'd take the win, but I don't, I don't really like my feet in socks and other people mine. where other people's feet have been. Yeah. All right. All right. Here, here we go. Number nine. Everybody's got one kryptonite. All right. Last Hang question. On a second. I haven't refilled this once. Yeah. The get whole your. Time. You might need a splash for this one. Honestly, this is a bit of a story. There you go. Give me a little spritz if you don't mind while I ask this. All right. You ready for this? What do you think about the gravy? I like it. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm very excited for this next question. All right, last question. Think about this. Have you ever engaged in a low-speed golf cart chase with a security guard in Mexico while also mostly nude? Mostly. <laughs> I use mostly liberally. Yes. Okay. Can you elaborate That's on That's the end of the story. <laughs> I, I, I think I actually did this story this on, the, this on your incredible. radio show once. Yes, you um, did. But it's one yeah, of the best. I, I missed the cut playing Canadian tour. Try to figure this out. First month of every Canadian tour that I played was in Mexico. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I've always thought that. 
And a month in Mexico changes the Sounds kind of cool, but it's not that cool. You were there for some of it. You never, you never played Jickies, did you? You never had to play international no. jicks. No, it's for the real ones, which were fun. Yeah. It's for the real ones. Yeah, you get nude golf cart chases. Yeah, so I don't know what happened. I, I missed the cut in the morning on Friday. I went and had a few libations. There was free booze. In on the tea boxes, we had the big water jugs. Right, half of it was water. The other half was Corona Modelo. Sounds incredible. So we'd get done playing and we'd just go sit on the range in the morning and watch our friends warm up and just like drink beer and watch. It was awesome. Yeah, we're done for the day. So I had a couple. Yeah, I had a couple. (laughs) And I don't really know how I got the cart or how I ended up not clothed, but I was driving through this neighborhood, not clothed, (laughs) not clothed in a in a cart. Uh, away from the clubhouse, and this is about where I start to come to coherence. And this is not a good, good situation. What's going on? This is a bad. This is a bad situation. I turn around, and there's a security golf cart that's chasing me. Neither one of these carts are souped up at all. They both go about twelve. <laughs> so we're just. This, neither of them can go faster than the other one. As I so Graham Dillette's playing Canadian Tour at the time. He's the the big name but he's staying in a house with a guy named barrett jarosh mike Maisie. were you in the house no maybe deacon was in the house was jc in there deacon barrett jarosh and yeah and delette and as i go by they're all just sitting on their front porch which is on like the 18th tee box dude they're on the 18th tee box but they're on the front porch where the road is having some beers and i go driving by and i'm (laughs) waving like he's he's gonna catch me. So as as we go, I go around this corner, and there's a road that cuts between 17 green and 18 T, and I just jump out of the cart and let this thing just keep rolling, and I take off across because I'm staying on the, the there's 36 holes there. I'm staying on the other 18 with other course, with, yeah. with Andrew Parr and I think Peter Laws and I don't even remember who else. But I'm sprinting across. It's two in the afternoon. Tournament's still going it's, on. I'm running. I'm running across 17 fairway, and people are in there, and I'm just naked running across this thing. And you're fast, super fast. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was no way this guy was catching him on foot. And so I was thinking I was being smart. I go like four houses down, run through their yard, go to the street, run four houses down. I run up into my house, and I go all the way upstairs. I get in the closet, and I just sit there, and I'm just gonna hide <laughs> in the dark. Like, nobody's going to find me here. And about 30 minutes goes by, and I went back out. And then, like, the little the, – the demons started coming. When I was like, this isn't going to be good at all. <laughs> like, nothing – You're a pretty recognizable This, this is dude. me having too much fun again. Yep. But, yeah, that's – So they find you? They say anything? I don't think I, – I was too fast. So you got away with it. Nobody, yeah. No, he got away with oh, it. Oh, yeah, I – the, the whole thing I was thinking about for 30 minutes sitting in the dark in a closet was, one, I've got to come out of this closet, and two, this isn't good at all. <laughs> Federales. Yeah. Even I though was it was like, just I'm, like I'm a gonna, low I'm going to go to, like, Mexican prison. That's incredible. Jail. Not Maybe not prison, but jail. 
It's all I mean, the same. Nude in like, a public golf tournament. Nude, low-speed golf cart. Like, literally, just think of another cart 40 yards behind another cart going the exact same speed. Exact same speed. How's it going to end? The whole thing going through my mind as I'm running from this guy is, like, I could jump out right now and maybe gain some ground on this cart, but I'm going to I'm gonna run out of gas. Yeah. I'm going to run out of gas. You gotta, so I'm going to stick it to the oh, cart as I'm long sa- as possible. I'm safe here. He can't go faster than me. One of the best. Well, That's... Literally uh, running across this is what I was nervous playing. about coming to talk to you guys. You guys knew too many, yeah. too many stories. I think that it's actually I, I'm I'm growing up, and I'm trying not to have stuff that's affecting my financials as much as I did. Like I had nothing to worry about with sponsors great. and just, stuff when I was younger. Just be you. But now that I'm where I am, and like I, I rely on a lot of these financials, like. Pump the brakes a little bit, bud. Just be you. Just be you. We love you. Just be you. That's why you're the best. (laughs) Dre, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been a blast. Cheers. Love you, doggy. Sleaze, I mean, like we said before the interview, it wasn't quite commie level, but it was damn close. Buddy, there is not a more fun guy to be around than Andres Gonzalez. I think that's pretty clear. We had a good night afterwards. We went over, uh, had a couple more over at uh, supper. But, dude, some of those stories... I was so glad getting to him to tell the uh, the naked golf cart, golf cart chase through. I think we were in Mazatlan. Mm-hmm. Just there was free booze at the course, right? Likes to have a couple. Finished. Was gonna miss the cut. Grabbed him. Next thing you know, just <laughs> we're sitting on a porch, and then, then here's Dre, and about forty yards behind him, I was like, oh, there's naked Dre just on a golf cart chase. Cool, weird. Wonder how this will shake out. Driving through the golf course and stuff. I mean, some of these stories. Diego from the holding cell. Mm-hmm. Dude, the guy the guy has lived a life and probably has more fun out there than really anybody. He does. He's, I mean, he is an absolute blast. He's one of the best pairings you can get on the PGA Tour. Someone I always looked forward to playing with. And like I said, I, I don't know. I don't think you knew the story about our, our evening with Charles Barkley in Vegas. Yeah, I didn't. I was But shocked. it was all time. And I mean, I still, him and his wife, or sorry, myself and his wife still laugh about it every single time. I, I mean, it was it was perfect, perfect Dre. I get to see Dre sitting there just observing and just freaking out. Like, do you re- understand? What Why this are you is? yelling There's at me? so much money to cry uh, to the point of tears. And I want to make this... I want to make this point, too, because we told a lot of funny stories. A lot of them involved drinking, having a good time and things like that. That guy is as committed to his golf game as anybody. I don't want to make it sound like he's just out here drinking, having a good time and and putting golf to the side. He works his ass off. He plays really or he tries really hard, but he also plays really hard, too. And um, God, man, you you said it. You said it. Well, Um, he's one of those guys. You can have four bad weeks in a row showing up to the fifth. He's still thinking he's going to win. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on the corn ferry this year, because no matter what he does the week prior, when he gets hot and things start to click, he can really, really play some good golf, and uh, I'm confident he'll get back. Yeah, he sets, he sets his mind to something, and he normally does it. I mean, here's a guy a lot of people probably never thought would make it to the PGA Tour, but he thought he could. And now his next goal before his career is over with, he wants to be top 50 in the world. I know I'm rooting for him. I know you're rooting for him. If someone's rooting against him, that's a you problem. Yeah, yeah he is. Like you said, he is one of the best dudes on the planet. So much fun to sit down with. And he's just he's a fun, lovable guy. And, I mean, we could have gone for four hours the other night. Absolutely. I thought it was really cool getting into because like, I think you and I both knew it, but like the way he got to UNLV and the impact Ryan Moore had on him yeah. when he was there, like he was doing, you know, he was a typical college kid having a good time, maybe overindulging a little bit, gets to UNLV, Ryan Moore vouched for him, kind of put his name on the line with Coach Knight. And then he just mirrored Ryan Moore for the next three years. And that's <laughs> shockingly, that's when Dre started to get better and better and better. And by his, his senior year, he was a third team All-American. I'm like, so he turned into a, like a good college player, just been getting better. But Ryan kind of put him on the straight and narrow, took him under his wing and said, this is how we do it. And who better to learn from in college than Ryan Moore? I'll never get it, though, and I say it to him every time we sit down with him. You go from Oregon State where you're getting in too much trouble 
Uh, hey, I'm gonna go to Vegas and really straighten my shit up. <laughs> Mom and pop, listen, it's time. The time has come. I gotta yeah. get my shit together. Yeah. I'm going to Vegas. That's uh, where I'm gonna really tighten the screws. I love it. Well, <laughs> it was a blast. We will do it again with Andres Gonzalez, no doubt about it. But now it is time to get into the gambling segment of the week. Do we have Please? to? We do started we last week. We, we started our survivor pool, our one and done. You can pick one guy, then you're done with him for the rest of the year. You know, not our best start. I'll be honest. I'm not known for coming out of the gates. You're here, a slow so I'm, starter. I'm right where I expect to be. One right. over through one. Listen, we've only done one week. Producer Mark, how are we standing so far? Well, Drew came out with Russell Henley, who entered the event 33 to 1 to win, and he missed the cut. Um, Standard issue. So that's zero, I believe. That That's a zero. Best iron yeah. player on tour um, last year, whatever. Colt, Adam Hadwin, came in at 66 to 1, tied for 32nd. $38,257 in the bank. A lot better than hey, zero. Better than zero. He ended with a bogey on Sunday. Really pissed me off. I was looking for a birdie for a little final round 64, going to top 20. But, hey, you know what? I'll take it. It's an okay start. You're on the board, and you control the tee. I do control the tee. We're doing the control the tee. Whoever had the better week prior, right? Just like in golf. Like, make birdie. All right, cool. It doesn't matter because you can pick the same guy. Yeah, I, I just mean, don't. I won't, hopefully, I don't know who you have this week. Yeah. I hope I don't want to overlap very much. Well, that sucks. That so. sounds like a you problem. We'll see. Once I, I get I've the got lead. my guy, and I stick to him. When I write it down, it is there. I got mine, so all right, we you, are at it's the, your, your turn. Listen, we are at the Farmers Insurance Open this week. I'm going to be out there all week doing TV for Golf Channel CBS. I can't wait to get there. This is a big boy golf course. I feel like you don't get too many non-big names win this win this tournament. I mean, this is a golf course you cannot fake it or fake it around. And I'm going with a guy who, in the last three years, this golf course has finished tied for sixth, tied for thirteenth, solo sixth, and coming off a pretty damn good week in the desert. I'm ready for his second victory on the PGA Tour. He's going off at twenty to one. Tony Finau. There you go. Okay, yep. he may be coming into play a little later. I love that pick, as yep. you'll see as we get into our favorites and our dark horses. Hard to knock that. Uh, would love, by the way, would love Tony. I'd almost sacrifice the getting shit on in the survivor pool for Tony to win this week. So uh, I like that pick. I'm going to go same kind of theme. I was debating going with one of the real big names this week, but I just feel this early. I'm going to save them, even though it really doesn't matter. All you're trying to do is get a win out of somebody. So listen, you only got like 40 guys to use throughout the year. Yeah, exactly. So you, right. you got to burn him. Less than that. You got to burn him at some first point. Part of the season. Well, my next, this guy is not too far of a step down, especially when you look at his course history here. I'm going Charles Howell the third. So mm. I'm looking at a guy. It's supposed to be a little chilly over there. Tough weather. I just look at really good ball strikers around this golf course. Big boy yard, like you said. So going back to he didn't play last year at this place, but going back to 2019, he finished T20, T6, T2, T16, and T5. And uh, since 2014, the last time he played, that was the last time he didn't top 20. At this yeah. golf course. So, um, Charles, he's coming, and he's coming off a miscut at the American Express. So, I feel like just get that one pesky miscut out of the way for Charles Howell, who's a cut making machine. I'm going to go with him. Last seven times he's played here, four top tens and two top 20s yeah, I heard in the you, mix. I heard you the first time. Pretty, pretty good. So, if this doesn't get me on the board, then I'm just snake bit. All right. We will see what happens. But let's go over some other picks we really like. Obviously, I mean, I pick the guy I think is going to win the golf tournament in my one and done most of the time, or at least somewhere around it. But I, I honestly think going off at 20 to 1 is some pretty solid odds for Tony Finau. If you're looking further down the board, here's a guy who has finished 21st around this place, 13th, and has had a playoff loss. He's going off at 50 to 1. I would love to see what his odds for a top 10 are. He's been playing some great golf, really re, um, turned around his career. Ryan Palmer. Okay. All right. So you got Tony Finau and Ryan Palmer as Great your driver of the golf horse. ball. You got to hit fairways at Torrey Pines. He's got great success there. And I tell you what, he's turned the putter around and he's been playing some great golf. Made the Tour Championship last year. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up on the leaderboard Sunday. All right, RP as your dark horse. Well, I'll save the suspense. I'm going Tony Finau as my oh, favorite, 20 to 1. I will eliminate all the stats that I had written down and all the hard work I did since you already said it. We'll go straight to the dark horse. I'm going another big boy type of golfer. Loves to hit the driver, probably the best aspect of his game. Jason Kokrak is going yeah. off at 50 to 1. He won earlier this year, CJ Cup at Shadow. Going to get to hit that driver as much as he wants this week at Torrey Pines, I think, especially with the weather. It's, I mean, if that if it's cold out there and it's got a little moisture in there and that rough is wet, I mean, that thing's going to play long. You're going to have to walk your ass around that place for four days, which is going to be a bit of a workout. But, uh, yeah, I'm going Jason Kokrak as my, as my dark horse. I'll tell you, this is a is a. you like that or hate that? Yeah, I, no, I, lo- I like that a lot. Kokrak's yeah. a great driver of the golf ball. I don't know if he'll win, but I, I see him playing well this week. This is the only place in my PGA Tour career and I had some decent success around Torrey Pines. You did, yeah. You... It's 7,800 yards, right? Okay. You get 56 driving opportunities a week. I hit 56 drivers course, at Torrey right? Pines. I hit drivers. Like, my caddy, John Davenport, loved it because we'd go to the team. And Here you stop. Go. If it ain't a par three, bud, yeah. hand me the big 56, boy. 56 par fours and par fives, I hit 56 drivers well, I mean, every single I mean, time. just going through the – course in my head like where are you not yeah unless you're i mean maybe one of these super before they redid guys. it the only one you might was number two was a little short one it's like 320 par four but the pin was always over in the back right so you just blew it up the left and tried to pitch it across the green um but yeah 56 of 56 hitting the big dog yeah it is driver city out here uh at tory and with the like i said the weather they're expecting the wetness i think somebody that sends it is going to win this week well in our my ne- opinion our next guest next week slays absolutely sends it this guy can move the golf ball he's a winner on the pga tour won the honda classic uh one of the biggest upsets on the pga tour in 2019 i would say keith mitchell beat out brooks kepka and ricky fowler down at the honda and he was a blast to sit down with i can't wait to get into it keith also known as kevin also known as what jeff. was the other one jeff. jeff yeah jeff i believe for Brand some reason him jeff for some reason the tv just cannot get his name right he, his name for some reason is a stumper out there but yeah he's in here um he's a fun chat man he's a cool dude uh really fun getting to talk with him and yeah like you said he's got the one win on the pj tour if you're gonna win one beating ricky and brooks out of a win Ooh. that's a tough one to beat so keith mitchell next week uh it's a fun one. Bougie Keith Mitchell. Bougie. Man, likes himself some nice stuff. Yes, he does. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. <laughs>